Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugar cane, Three Roll is cane to glass. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge time. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Food is something we know we do well in Louisiana. We're renowned the world over for our Cajun and Creole cuisines, our seafood industry, and the many restaurants and famous chefs we've produced. But Louisiana also has a thriving culture for food entrepreneurs. People may bemoan that our tech or manufacturing sectors lag those of Texas or Silicon Valley, but they can't quibble with the fact that food-based businesses in Louisiana are a slam dunk. With me today to discuss this is Gay Sandoz, director of the LSU Ag Center's Food Innovation Institute, or Foodie, an incubator that specifically helps food entrepreneurs develop, test, produce, package, and brand that delicious salsa or healthy protein bar or to die for cookies that they've been making for years to the rave review of family and friends. In the decades since she's been at the helm of the incubator, Gay has helped launch literally dozens of food businesses. She also has developed several successful products of her own, which we have discussed on this show in the past, including the Clever Kitchen Microwave Barbecue Chicken Roaster, of which she sold more than 60000 on Shopping Channel QVC. Gay first began working in the industry at Edible Enterprises in Norco and then moved on to start her own company, Sandoz Marketing Specialists, which offered consulting services in marketing and food product development. Gay, welcome back, and thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thank you, Stephanie. It's nice to be here. Joining me and Gay at the table is one of those food entrepreneurs that Gay has helped. He is Alvin Tanner owner of Alvin Ray's Bayou Best Pickles, a food startup based in Gonzales that makes a variety of jarred pickles, the signature of which is a sweet, crisp, tangy pickle that Alvin describes as a cross between a dill and a bread and butter. Alvin launched the company in 2014 when he started making the spicy pickles, the first of what would be three recipes. In the years since, he's grown his sales and distribution network and today has his pickles in more than 400 supermarkets in six states, as well as in local and regional restaurants. Bayou Best Pickles have also proven popular on the rodeo circuit of all things, which might not be your first guest if I asked who even knew there was a rodeo circuit in South Louisiana. As the name on the label suggests, Alvin is from down on the bayou, Gonzalez specifically, and he has been experimenting in the kitchen since he was a kid. Today he's given up his full-time job in the indus- in big industry to work on Alvin Ray's Bayou Best Pickles full-time. And Alvin, it's great to have you on the show. It's such a fun story. Yeah, thank you so much. Good to be here. Well, Gay, you all have done so much at the Food Innovation Institute, or Foodie, y'all have rebranded the name, and you've expanded, and and you're building a new facility as well. We are. Tell us, tell us what's been going on. Well, we we've done phase one of our new building renovation, and that was a bottling plant. 
Um, okay. We, it's, it's large. It's like a full-size bottling plant. So we've been leasing it out to entrepreneurs that want to grow their businesses. Um, we've done some work with Pat O'Brien's. We made their Bloody Mary mix there. Um, we have Matt Flynn there and Jareth Wheeler. They're co-packing for Tony Sasseries. They're doing their salad dressings, which is very cool. Um, our goal was to bring Louisiana companies back into Louisiana because they leave and go get their products Copac. So Tony Sasseries was our first one that we've done there. So when you say Copac, you mean like they're just we didn't have enough infrastructure here to package and and get the stuff out for people. Is yeah. that right? They basically? don't have many co-packers here, but they do have several. Sure, but sure. they no one was doing Tony Sasseries salad dressing, wow. so they were doing it out of state and as well as their um, some of their other products. So mm-hmm. we're trying to bring people like that back into the state. Of course. How many tenants are there now? We have 39 working tenants in four plants all over the campus. So our goal is to build this new building with our new funds and everyone will be in the same place. So right now you're spread out all over the main LSU campus in Baton Rouge. Yes. Soon though, after the new building in one location, as you say. Yes. And we've grown for in 10 years, we've grown into four spaces. We didn't have enough room at one space. So we went to the dairy, created a space there. And then we went to a baking kitchen. So we want our own space, and that's what our goal is. Fantastic. And, and one of your success stories is Alvin Tanner or Alvin Ray. You were working, you said, doing maintenance for the diocese, and, and before that you worked as a welder. I mean, and yet you had this passion for pickles, and you've turned it into a thriving business. Yes, I've always had a passion for cooking. I just grew up that way. Our whole family were doing that Cajun stuff. <laughs> and uh, so it, it's just in my blood. Okay. Just one day, I had some ingredients on my mind. Ended up going to the store, bought them, added, added to that. And then I started working on it. But this was different. When I, this one, I couldn't stop. This one, I started doing equations, conversions. And, and I just simply couldn't stop. So I worked on it every day for four months until I come up with the first one. Whenever I came up with that, it was spicy. And uh, then I started pushing it a little bit, like giving with, it giving away. Friends, yeah, family exactly. Kind of thing. Coworkers and things like that. And they wanted it so bad, I, I didn't know it was th- that what was about to happen. And it was the kind of thing where they were literally like, oh my God, Alvin, yes. these are so great, you've got to sell these. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was by, they were started buying them and wanting them by the cases. So it got to a point where. Uh, it wasn't long after that I started a farmer's I went to a farmer's market and what the response that I got was just exceedingly crazy and then it wasn't long after that I had met Gay and then everything changed and and Gay we I mean he seems like like the poster child for for the institute or the incubator foodie but um, I think there are a lot of stories like this right I mean there, there they really is. are there's a lot of stories like this. Uh, I can say this. Alvin Ray Tanner has put his entire life into these pickles. And so per store, he sells more product than most of our tenants at, at the food, foodie. No kidding. Yes. So when somebody like Alvin Ray comes to you, and what's the first thing you do? Do you test it to sort of 
vet it and determine from a professional perspective if this thing is as good as he and his family and friends think it is? Right. And the first day we tasted it, I knew. You knew. I said, if you can get it off the shelf, it's easy to get it on the shelf. But if you can get it off the shelf, you will be you will do very well. And he has, not, he has taken that advice and demoed and worked I've never seen any one of our tenants work as hard as Alvin Ray does. So what sort of step one? I mean, he's got the concept, he's got the recipe, he's got the talent. So, so we test the product okay. for pH and water activity. I don't want to get into too much of that. And then we help them with their labels, like the nutritional panel and um, any type of preservatives we may need to put in the product or if they want it shelf stable. We work with it until we get to that point it takes us it takes us approximately 30 hours for each person that walks in our door to get them ready for market but that's not really that much time no it? it's I mean, not unless you kind of nothing really yeah it's not but if you have 39 people <laughs> sure 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 no 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 i'm not downplaying yeah but and at that point are you a tenant then a foodie he, yes mean, yes you absolutely pay them a small rent that's correct well they get a permit fee they d after the label i mean they get a permit from the department of health and hospitals okay in our location and then they're considered a tenant and then we use normally we bring them to the farmer's market the first place we go and we we email the farmer's market they apply they get in and they start selling there and then we really have an idea you know how much do people really love this product? Well, the good thing is whenever you first walk in and they say, okay, let's do this, mm -hmm. that's when you put on a lab coat. Then you start to get the science. So you're being educated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're learning your own product, and then you have the acidity class. There's so much that goes into it. Along the way, you have to get legal. So there's the legalism of it. Right. So as you're going, they are preparing you for your business. So whenever you, whenever you go get your store, your first one, mm -hmm. you already know where you're at. You already know that, that you are Department of Health and Hospitals and all the, your insurance and all FDA this. FDA approved. It's FDA approved. Mm -hmm. You're along and you're, you're just crawling because at, at that point it was incubator. You're, they're nurturing you into what you don't know. Yeah. It's very, very, uh, it, it's life-changing. Well, and Re now we have remarkable. three food scientists on staff and plant managers. So at first it was just me <laughs> and another employee. So, um, but, you know, we helped him with his cost on, we helped Alvin Ray with his cost on his pickles. We deleted some of the ingredients he had in it and added some more things, but it tastes the same. And still keeping the integrity. Yeah. Sure. And you were, you had come up with the name Alvin Ray's Bayou Best Pickles? I did. I did not want to, but... Uh, <laughs> Somebody convinced me to. Because he's got, right, correct me if I'm wrong here, Gabe, but I mean, he's got the name and he's got the voice. And, 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 <laughs> and, a, and a nice face. I mean, like, bored salesman for his I, own pickles. Uh, and I told right? him I mean, you that. could be Alvin Ray's anything. I think people would buy it. And he has a personality. Yes, you can tell. You can tell. Yeah, I appreciate He that. sells all the time. So pickles, Everywhere. though, are different than, say, chocolate chip cookies or, you know, candy or something. I mean, isn't that like canning? I mean, you have to let stuff sit you for a while, do. right? Did you learn that growing up from your family? I did, uh, but but a lot of this is self-taught. Okay. I When I, I lose my mind in a kitchen, mm -hmm. I don't play by the rules. Ask, ask Gabe. She, <laughs> she, said, she said, it's amazing. I think outside the box. Whenever I go and get into a kitchen, it's the same thing. I make my own rules. The rules are 
whenever you can figure out time and temp in a kitchen, you can do whatever you want to do. Hmm. Sky's the limit. So whenever you make these, it's like a, a marriage between all these ingredients. When you put it together, it's either going to be, it's like lemon cooking fish kind of thing. You know? Right. And it's it's things like that. So whenever you make these recipes. So I had that in mind whenever I made this. Okay. So whenever I made it, I wanted something different. I did not want the dill, and I did not want the bread and butter. So I come up <laughs> with something that is over exceedingly more than that. Excellent. Gay, um, tell me how many, you said you have 39 tenants right now. Do you have more people you know beating down the door trying to get in we have 10 in queue like 10 on their way to be tenants and then we do every quarter we have a seminar so those people interested we send them to that seminar they can't just walk in our building and look around they have to come to the seminar and then we know they're serious Mm -hmm. and then we help them along that way and um it's it's been good it's been great for louisiana i just i'm very proud of the program no, you should be. Do you all, like, say, okay, Alvin Ray's doing pickles, so you're not going to take any other pickle tenants, or you have one salad dressing and one, or, or can no. you have a lot of the same kind of we stuff? We don't do that, I and mean, that's just fair play sure. for, um, as any kind of organization. But no one's come up with a pickle like Alvin Ray's, and if I were somebody else and wanting a good business, I... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, we have a, a variety of products. All, you know, from shrimp salad down to gelato, you've, you've seen all sure. the products on the market. What do you think is the biggest challenge that most of your, your tenants face once, you know, obviously y'all accept them if you know they're good, but then where, where do the problems come in? The, when they don't want to work it as a 10-hour job a day, mm-hmm. that's where it becomes a problem. If it's a hobby for them, it's going to be a hobby. They're going to make money. Ten-hour days. Ten-hour days. So they give up their 40-hour job to work 70 hours a week. So. And they actually come into the incubator and do it themselves? They or do. Or out there in the field, like, trying to get distribution deals and whatnot? All. You know, there's some. They're all they're at different levels. Okay. We have an emergency room doctor right now that doesn't have a lot of time. He wants to make this man is. And he wants to quit his job. And I'm don't quit your job yet. Wait till you get the man <laughs> in the market and out there. But by the same token, he needs the, he's going to need to put in the time. Yeah, or hire someone. Yeah, yeah. Or hire somebody. It's just like anything. If sure. you put into it, what you get out that's of it. That's exactly true. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's the challenge. You is have to put sweat equity into it. If you want something that you never had, you have to do something that you've never done. So you really have to go all in because it's that demanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can sell anything really, but... But he has a good product. Product He puts in the hours to sell it. And he l- literally bought an RV to travel around. And that's what he does. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Gay Sandoz of LSU's Food Innovation Institute and Alvin Tanner of Alvin Ray's Buy You Best Pickles. Alvin, the rodeo circuit is, is a popular. So they're ro- Louisiana and beyond or what? Well, uh, if I would say I'm going to back up a little bit with the with that, is the distribution center started that 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 put that into my mind. Okay. Meaning, whenever there's a lot of stores that I'm in because I'm in a lot of stores actually in over six states now, and 
with that said is I'm in their distribution center, so I don't have to deliver. They do it for me. They just order, and I get the plant, get it over there, and then they do their thing. So I look at my list of their stores, and they're actually, they have right at 4,000 stores because they have nine distribution centers in that distribution center in the United States. So I'm in their system to grow. So what I do whenever I go to, now to answer your question, rodeos, I was invited to the first one, and I, it's all competition. And, and um, so from there, all the rest of them keep calling me and say, got to have the pickle man there. So whenever I go there, I sell the full markup, Mm-hmm. And, but I'll, I'll give them a card and take theirs, and I will send them to those grocery stores. So these people are coming in from all over the United States. So that's marketing. Yeah. So I go in. So I'm in stores I don't even know that I'm in. Yeah. Interesting. And I have two warehouses that I can't keep product in. Fantastic. Yeah, it's insane. It's good problem to have. <laughs> good problem. Good, good problem to have. So what's the what's the end game? I mean, do you want to take on like Vlasic pickles? Or, I mean, do you always want to stay like a niche sort of specialty high-end product or what? Well, right now I'm going to stay with these. I thought about other things. And uh, right now I just want to give the world these because my growth, my projection – it can stay on course because outside of that distribution center, mm-hmm. there's too many in the United States. Too many distribution centers oh, there like are. Publix. Okay. Gotcha. Right. And and I can go on and on I'm on all of the stores. All these people get from these distribution centers, and so that's where the sky's the limit. So the main goal would be what to sell. So. The, and this is why. Because to sell to a larger company. Is the what yeah. the day right. that you can sell is the day you don't have to. Right. So right. it can just keep going and going and going and going. Because it's going to continually to grow. What, did. what happens, I mean, if there is like a sort of common thread to the trajectory of most of the clients you've seen over the decade, Gay, do most of them end up? you know selling to bigger companies most of them end up folding or half and half or half and half and really? uh, we had a company Dagostinas that sold to sure. Camellia Beans and that's so huge. that's huge and so we hope the companies can do that if they get to that point um, mm-hmm. and then we just keep consulting you know we just keep pushing them until they get to some point and you can ask Alvin he he was he calls me once a week and he's like I think I made it. I made it over the point. <laughs> right? I jumped over the hurdle. Yeah, I finally great. see a cash flow. Uh, <laughs> so, so when he started making a profit, I mean, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what's going on with your chicken roasters, Gay? Are you still I doing I know. I, I, I've quit doing the chicken roasters you on quit. QVC, and QVC has their own brand. Uh, uh, did they copy model? Yes, I don't know that you can say copy, but uh, it's looks like mine <laughs> wow but um, yeah i was mean yours trademarked? I it was great about that Some it was a trademark but it wasn't a patent i see so um but it did really well for what we wanted it to do mm-hmm. i knew i could get in qvc and get out quickly without having a lot of investment and make you know still make a profit and that's what i did okay. tucked it away in retirement very nice <laughs> what about other other products uh have you any other ones that you personally are working on? I have a file of products 
But I am so busy with LSU right now. I only um, I do TV for Tony Sastry's. I still go on TV and promote their products, uh, and then I work for LSU full time. Sure. It's, it's now gotten, the new center that y'all are hoping to build. What's the timeline on that, and, and who's funding that? Is that state money or? It's, we wrote a grant, an EDA grant, and we needed a match, and so they voted on this in the legislature, and they, the state was able to give us $2.5 million to match 1.5 we got from a grant. So we have $4 million to start renovating, um, and we'll, we'll be fundraising as well. And so where will it be located for it those of us familiar with the campus? West Parker and uh, Gurrier, which is right off of Highland. Right. It's perfect. Because there's parking, there's ample parking. You don't have to get a parking pass. And, you know, our 18-wheelers that come in can actually, will have a loading dock. Um, it's very hard right now to get into campus as a LSU foodie tenant. Yeah. So we're excited. What do y'all think? I mean, how is the business climate in Louisiana for food entrepreneurs? I know other types of entrepreneurs complain sometimes that there isn't the support there aren't the investors the angel investors or even you know for the sort of next stage of capital that they need um, a lot of people are risk averse here this yeah. is you know sort of straight lace kind of community is that the case for food entrepreneurs as well in your experience or because we're a food place does that make it i think that we are a food state and so our local stores, I mean, they are, do support this program. And new products and, you know, entrepreneurs, they love to support local. Um, all of our stores do. They'll take our tenants, you know, pretty quickly. Um, so I, I do believe that the food business is a little different than other businesses in Louisiana. Yeah, I, I Has totally. Been your experience? Oh, absolutely. And it, because whenever first you talk Louisiana food, you just sealed a deal. Because why? It doesn't matter what state you're in. When you say Louisiana cuisine, because look at the uh, the traveling. They come here for why? Food. The food. Yeah, the food, the music. The the. It's just it's just a way of life. It's a culture. Have you been able to attract investors to your business, or have you needed to? Do you have conventional uh, really, finance? Yeah, I really don't have to, and because the pickles, like like they said, it sells itself, and. Um, my projection is is pretty much there. What my projection of what I had five seven years ago, mm -hmm. it's like it's already manifested into reality. Hmm. So I can go get anywhere that I want to go, and uh, because of the following suit of those distribution centers, there's stores everywhere. And we did have investors come and look at some of the products at LSU. Food is. Um, tricky business to invest in I is think. it and why is till that? they get larger okay until yes. they get large enough i would if i was an investor i'd invest in alvin ray right now um, y'all hear that seen him grow <laughs> and uh and he's investable i actually the he's way nice. that i have it designed it it's ready to sell today okay. because everything if somebody would come in it really is i agree yeah exactly if somebody would come in i wouldn't have to do anything but probably about three hours and they're going to say wow because the projections already in effect mm -hmm. to the point where it is it's just absolutely working mm -hmm. so with the distribution centers i can tell somebody else how to go get them yeah and and, all, and a lot of it has to do with me being on the road mm -hmm. because when i go 
to these places, I don't just do the rodeos. I do all of them. I do the festivals. I do food shows Mm -hmm. all the time. When you go and you get these, Nashville has called me wanting to do TV radio. Uh, Texas has called me. A lot of other states. Uh, The product actually has been brought to or shipped to every state in the United States. It's been shipped to Kuwait to our troops. Wow. It's been, uh, I, I, I got a phone call with somebody with a little accent, and he says, it's just been shipped to Ireland. And I'm wow. like, okay, this is, you know, so, so me doing what I'm doing, it just simply grows, and it'll continue to do so. Fantastic. And you have three flavors right now, mild, spicy, and hot. Is that how you intend to keep it, or are you looking to add any more flavors? I may later get a um, morelish. And oh, actually, I've already finished some R&Ds, the research and development on a gallon for catering and restaurants. There you go. Great idea. Gay, uh, anything on the horizon for Foodie besides your new headquarter building, of course? Uh, any other changes or big new announcements coming? Well, uh, we're going to start focusing on existing businesses like our Tony Sastries, our Zatarans, and try to do some workshops and seminars directed to them and not just new businesses. So that's what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. But the new building is going to take a lot of our effort. Of course. And when will <laughs> it be ready? It will be ready. Oh, I, I can't say when it's going to be well, ready. roughly. When is it but scheduled to be gonna ready? They're going to start in 2023. Okay. And I... Uh, I'm working on those plans right now. Well, lots of good things on the horizon. Gay Sandoz and Alvin Tanner. The way we cook and eat in South Louisiana is such an endless source of pleasure and fascination for so many. It's great to spend time with two entrepreneurs and experts who are helping to launch new and better food products and companies. Thank you both for your hard work and for sharing your stories and experiences about what you do with me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Gay Sandals of the LSU Ag Center's Food Innovation Institute, or Foodie, and Alvin Tanner of Alvin Ray's Bayou Best Pickles. We had to edit this show to fit into our time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversations and learn more about Foodie and Bayou's Best Pickles by going to our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from the show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts, and you can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at at acro, that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for its Baton Rouge.LA and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansour's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. 
Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 